Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. does feel like uh that show on my chin right now brian i think my wife tried to flag this yeah yeah you're good am i good now all right yeah had calzone on my chin um i think uh it's crazy that it was a week ago that we had chess is okay on It, it it truly feels like an eternity i don't know if this is just a product of the season and time flying, but a uh, lot, lot of drama ensuing since that interview. Yeah, I think like a month ago, I said, there's not a lot of drama going on in DFS. <laughs> that changed quickly. I know. Yeah, because I I feel like, uh, I know you keep tabs on the poker world maybe a little bit more than me. I saw uh, Taylor Kaby was on the Doug Polk podcast. I got to check that out. But I feel like the poker world just has way more beefs there's just way more kind of like i'm better than you fine heads up for rolls you know uh staking shit something about dfs though we had been in a lull basically since the osimo and empire maker head to head and boy things picked up this past week yeah it's definitely more in poker also head to head dfs is kind of lame and that's really the only i guess the only way to decide it and like uh most pros or gpp pros i think you know so it's like what are we going to cheap gpp we're already in competition as hard as we can like what's the what's the test going to be yeah i mean you basically need i mean like the negranu and polk thing where they they had a pretty big sample size there i guess even the phil galfon challenges they had a ton i mean you basically have to agree to be playing like just so many slates. And I think that would be the true kind of testament. And you, you would have way better thoughts on this than me, but just this idea of playing multiple sports, like a bunch of slates over a long period of time and just really try to get rid of as much short-term variance as possible. Yeah. I mean, I think that's poker also too, is like, who's the best poker player of all time is still debate. Cause like, I was the person who won the most money. The, you know, the best cash game player, the best tournament player, the person who can play all the mixed games, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm honestly not even – I don't I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, poker or DFS, like uh, lists, you know, stupid like clickbait list things don't, don't do it for me. Yeah. Although I do – I did uh, rank the top three NBA DFS players of all time. Did you? I tweeted it out, yeah. Uh, I, I miss this. I, I can tell this is a joke by how you're setting this up. <laughs> <laughs> what was your tweet? 
It was chess is okay, petty theft, and uh, the evil empire. <laughs> okay. Going okay. Top three. What uh, I haven't um, I didn't get to listen to petty theft on Blender's podcast yet. I assume that is that something you're referencing. Um, no, that's that's been the better tweeted out his evil empire tweet. Yeah, which is which it uh, the 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 reason I got tripped up for a second is because didn't. Wasn't Doug Polk's early poker crew with like JMO and stuff? Weren't they called the Evil Empire as well? I think that's what they God. called themselves. You know, honestly, he was even like at at the after my time. Yeah, just a little bit, like because he was like low stakes when I was still playing, and then he played after Black Friday. I stopped. I recognize the name, so so I, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, you know, the chat is, was, is all talking about Ben the Better. I mean, there was he put the up, uh, the ship at Halabalas. That's all I remember is those uh, guys. Okay. Really guys. So Ben the Better uh, put out a tweet uh, where he said, "Is the implication that he's launching his own kind of like tout service called the Evil Empire, or or is Osmo Roto Grinders and Fantasy Labs the Evil Empire?" Right. That's what I wasn't sure. And I think yeah. I, I I honestly I love this play by him. I think there are some things we need to tighten up. He did want people to use the banner as their profile pick on the DFS sites. You know, the horizontal kind of panoramic nature of it didn't really lend itself to kind of a circular avatar. So I do think we need to kind of workshop a few things from a branding perspective. He 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 missed out on awful mo. Uh, luckily, Lou Dog uh, I saw hooked him up with a, a Photoshop there, but. Uh, I love it, man. We, we had the Calvin Hobbs pissing on the Roto Grinders Fantasy Labs and in, in Awful Mo. I I feel like he's onto something here. Uh, yeah, so I'm assuming that's his idea for a site. So he's got he's got to be Evil Empire, man. The gods are angry over here tonight. I don't know if you can hear the thunder. Uh, yeah, I can hear the thunder. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm assuming Evil Empire is him. That's why I said Evil Empire top three player of all time. Yeah, he was, uh, and he he did. Uh, what was the tweet tonight? He said he was going to post like twenty head to heads, and uh, I assume they uh, they got scooped up. Did, were you able to grab one? I I no, I didn't even bother. Did you though? Because I fired a bullet in the uh, in the Toads contest. I sure did. Was it? Do you think Osimo was trolling when he said he maxed it? Oh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit of a degen. I feel like I'm off to a good start, though. I have a I have Duarte here, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. I had a bunch of him today. Okay. Twenty-two point seven five. Who else you got in there? And you just revealed your lineup. Oh my god! If, if do you think Osimo just screenshotted it? Is now making late swaps to exploit me? He's gonna dupe you now, <laughs> dude. Nothing would make me more. You know what? Actually, the way live final seats work, right? Like if you tie for. Uh, one of those don't you normally have like a head-to-head runoff like if you I, tie for a crypto punk or whatever uh, uh, an nft are they going to make us play a head-to-head for it or could i just say hey let's take this to fractional and awesome and i will join on this toad <laughs> i bet they'd let you compromise um who knows though the uh well they can't it doesn't matter you it's like poker it doesn't matter like remember they used to make the rules where you they, for for the TVs, they they wouldn't let you split first place. Oh yeah, like in the mid two thousand, late two thousand. Like, well, you could just go in the bathroom. Like, let's, we're gonna split, right? Yeah, okay. And, and then isn't that split. what ended up happening at all those? It yeah. was all under the table well, deals. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So 
definitely possible. I know if I don't know about heads up, I don't know about two players, but I know I've tied a few times and it does go to a runoff, but that was with more than two players. Uh, the chat apparently I mushed him the second I put him on the screen. Duarte went to <laughs> uh, the locker room. Damn it, damn Brian. It. Do you want to? I, there's two times that I've tried to play NBA DFS. The first time was the night the league shut down, the Rudy Gobert night. And the second <laughs> night, uh, my my guy, I'm victory lapping, gets hurt. <laughs> uh, how bad was that injury? I actually need him. Yeah, I, I mean, but he was so cheap. Like, hasn't he almost already paid off value in the first half? You, you know, you want to win a toad, buddy? You're needing <laughs> a lot of points. You're right. Get fucking back out there, man. Get him back out there. We need we're a 10x. We're cash, <laughs> I'll take it, cash. We want man. a fucking toad. <laughs> God, I, I, that's the most inspiring thing I've ever heard. We're not trying to cash, Pete. We want a fucking toad. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine telling that to yourself uh, a year ago and trying to oh, understand God. what you were referencing. I'm like, oh, it's the payout structure. Oh, there's just one. I'm like, okay, I'm almost <laughs> definitely not playing. Yeah. And what is this toad? You're like, oh, it's a, it's a shitty pixelated eight bit looking <laughs> motherfucking toad that's all scrunched up uh yeah all right worth. yeah no <laughs> that in that uh taylor kb interview i don't want to ruin it for you know he was in the punks early oh you probably know that anyways yeah with your bros the the etr guys he was he was one that was helping us when we were picking out our first yeah. punk because he was so deep in those streets so he had kind of a good <sighs> eye for for those traits he needs more peer pressure I could have just shifted my top shot <laughs> roll to punks. I know. Could you imagine if we weren't sitting on a, a dusty cosmic and you and I were fractionally uh, invested in in a punk? I mean, what were we thinking? Well, yeah. Well, with all the all the ones I bought, me and Pat really actually. Yeah, you and Pat like you guys. <laughs> you guys went ham. Like even I had to tap out. I was like, you guys knock each other out because yeah. I, and I, then he I'm, was I'm encouraging me. <laughs> And yeah, if I just, but I don't think I, I don't know, probably wouldn't have done it anyways. But yeah, it would have been, uh, instead of no money, it would have been, you know, millions of dollars. I, I think, honestly, I still think uh, you're going to be fine. It's just having yeah. to be far more patient than you would with crypto fucks. Yeah. 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 Tough shot. I mean, they're, I don't know, they're, they're, they're still printing a lot, but yeah. It, I mean, it's still pretty cool. Yeah. It, it's it's funny too because I remember you know some of those discussions we had all, all about kind of like the rent seeking and you know letting the market just play out and it is it it has been nice to you know as someone who's been minting a bunch of these like NFT projects and just trying to flip and stuff that you know you see the market adjusting like we're clearly at oversaturation with these kind of profile pick projects, you can see everyone coming in, trying to flip the price and the floor cratering because no one actually believes in the project. And yeah. it is kind of to your point from before, it is kind of refreshing to see like the market just play out naturally. People can keep spinning up rugs. They can spin up dusty, shitty projects and the flippers can come and continue to try to speculate or they get burned enough that they say, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. It's it's the wild west, right? Yeah. And that's the best time to be in it. It's you're gonna get burned, like just like poker sites would go down, sports books would go down in the early two thousands and stuff, or just not pay you. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it. But it's the best time to to try to make some cash. Yeah, because there's so much 
asymmetric upside with that stuff so even though things are cooling out like yeah you might lose you know 0.1 or 0.2 eth you know minting five of these but like some of these projects will have a one eth floor in a couple months or something so it you can see the um the way that moves although we're now in a really interesting spot right now where we're hitting all-time highs for bitcoin uh i right. believe ethereum's almost up to uh its all-time high close enough close enough and you can see the the price action on the nfts slowing down and it makes sense right like where it's right. like okay we're flipping we're flipping i'm looking at my account value and it's like i don't want to spend this eth that's value just continues to go up on an illiquid jpeg and the market is kind of slowing down in reaction to that yeah, I I asked you about this a couple months, only a month ago or whatever. Like, what's going on with that? Because for me, I still like I'm like, well, you what if uh, Ethereum doubles in a week? Like, I don't want to be holding this fucking yeah, you know, uh, goon. <laughs> I don't want to be holding ten goons and he doubles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I and I I think that's a a common sentiment for for people, and because a lot of the sites too, like as much as things are denominated in Ethereum. OpenSea still shows you the US dollar value. And like you start to get some real sticker shock on some of those things when you see how much you're spending in US dollar value. I mean, it's it's wild what you can justify in Ethereum. And then when you really are like, holy shit, this is now worth 4,200. Like, what what am I doing right now? It's yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's a gambling, a lot of gambling, a lot of gambling bros in there. I'm surprised, I'm surprised. The normies have got in, like enough normies have got into it, but they have. I think because of the effect you're talking about. When it's just in ETH that they bought for $25 in ETH, whatever, eight years ago. Yeah. They're like, well, whatever, like, whatever. Yeah. Well, the, the irony is the uh, uh, this then becomes the best time to buy NFTs because you're getting huge yeah. discounts. It's like, you know, it's the whole thing about always concentrating yeah. like your emotions, right? When right now everything in your body is sell, 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 just put it all into Ethereum. Well, it's probably actually a good time to buy the projects you actually believe in long term. And then when the pendulum swings, it's a good time to take profits and put it back into ETH. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I you forgot go what ahead. I was going to say. Oh, um, uh, uh, oh, the uh, it's coming to me. It hasn't there. What, what did you just say? The uh, the price and ETH. Uh, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. You, oh, you, I was I was just making the point that like it just doing the opposite of what you want to do right now, which is move all your you know NFTs to ETH and just ride that up. Oh, okay, that's it presents what I was a buying say. opportunity. Yeah. Man, I can't believe that I just completely lost it. it it's uh, uh, taxes too. Yeah. Did you see uh, uh, Bob Volgaris said uh, tweeted out? He, I saw it might have even been a reply. I don't know if he tweeted it out. Um, that eventually you'll just be able to do what rich people do and get a loan on your crypto, so you don't have to pay the taxes. So, like, if you get a cheap loan, of course, that's way better than paying twenty five, forty, fifty percent on your crypto. Yeah. And like this is what made me think of it was, well, I can also just get this other, you know, uh, crypto type or NFT or something. I'm not sure what the tax implications are. Does, has anyone like looked into that? Like if you sell your ETH for an NFT, does that mean now you got to pay taxes on that that purchase? Yeah. As, as I understand it, it is is too taxable events you know selling the nft and then converting 
the Ethereum to fiat. Those are two separate taxable events. Can you write off your your burn? The uh, the gas. The gas. Yeah, I think so. And there, I mean, there's sites. I think it's uh, I think it's WTF fees, and you can go look. It's like I've barely been in the game for that long, and even my number like takes my breath away when I see how much I've paid huh. in gas fees. So yeah, I'm I'm sure hoping. Uh, as, yeah, as not, I understand not, it, not advice know. here, not tax advice. No, 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 not NFA. <laughs> Remember, Brian, when you you had me put that in the uh, the show description of some of my Top Shot videos, which I'm not even making funny for. It was very yeah. good advice, uh, but I I haven't been putting it in there lately. Yeah, I'm like you guys give a lot of advice. <laughs> some asshole that always runs comes around and ruins it for all of us, right? And then sue somebody. I, I will say the, uh, the I mean. It's very smart for us to be cautious, but like we look like choir boys compared to some of the pump and dumps and shit that you'll see on Twitter. This kind of like paid advertisements that people are doing with these crypto. I mean, like we do truly look like angels in comparison to what is going on out there. Yeah, I mean, I've I've tweeted about it before. Like my my dream in life is to get enough followers where I could pump and dump an NFT for a healthy profit. It, 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 you see, you see it out there, but but it's also you. You kind of want it too, because if you're if you like, I'm, I'm watching. You know, you you guys in the um, forums and stuff. If you know what you're doing, it doesn't hurt. Someone's pamping your bags a little bit, right? And yeah, if you can get out ahead of it or get sell it before it goes down, or or keep it or whatever. Well, I mean, think about it too. I, I mean. You know, touts in in DFS and fantasy, they'll they'll get a lot of shit. Um, you know, especially from regs and uh, DFS players. But think about like the dynamic with NFT touts. You know, where it's like a lot of the project success is just directly tied to them pumping it. Whereas, like at least with like DFS, like it actually matters what the players do <laughs> on the field, on the court. Like that's ultimately what decides who wins and who loses. They can touts can steer things, but it's like it's way a way bigger piece of the puzzle for NFT touts uh, or influencers, so to speak. Like it, it's it's a huge part of the equation. Yeah, and and I know nothing about the art industry, but I would assume it's the same the same way. That just like certain people say now this is cool. And so therefore now it's cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, this Brendan Brandon brings up this fun one. This this is one that I'm getting a lot of entertainment uh out of <laughs> right now. There's this kid. And again, I, I don't even technically know if he's a kid because he's anon. He's just decided to present as a kid. And I have no reason necessarily not to believe it, but I still think there's probably like a 20% chance he's like a 35-year-old dude. But yeah. uh, he's apparently 16 uh, and crushed it in NFTs as like a trader and built up a Twitter following. And then he launched his own project, HeadDAO, uh, the other day. And he's like literally tweeting in between classes. And he's using a good chunk of the money he raised selling his NFTs to uh, buy back NFTs for a DAO. That is related to the project. So he bought a crypto punk, he bought a board ape, um, all this stuff. But it, it's hilarious. Like as Brandon says here, where people are getting excited every time this 16-year-old tweets. We're making jokes about like, I hope there's a fire drill at school today so he can pump his his project. Like, what the fuck is going on? 
what it's like what a waste of school for this kid like just get out now <laughs> I mean, he's like his, his parents uh it, i mean this kid's like literally you know dealing with like millions of dollars and yet is is going to algebra class yeah and there, I, I had a, a guy i knew in high school he was a senior when i was a freshman and he uh had his own software company and he was making you know five you know 50 times what the teachers were making employing yeah. his friends and shit yeah uh that there is actually confusion because there's been two different stories about 16 year olds in nfts uh there was another story that iceman is referencing last year i don't know if you caught wind of this there was some other project actually uh a mashup of our beloved toads that we're trying to win tonight creature toads like two projects they had a, a discord hack and this 16 year old hacker like drained or extracted i think it was i don't know what it was like we're close to a million someone can let me know in the chat and then they started talking about it on a Twitter spaces. He hopped on the Twitter spaces. He got so spooked by people calling him out or whatever that he returned all the money. This 16 year old hacker found a way to get all this money and then got scared and gave it back. So these 16 year olds, man, they are, they are running the game right now. What's the name? What's the name of these guys? The, the, like the, the millionaire one. The, the like that the above board one the non hacker yeah 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 uh sham shamdu shamdu uh yeah if you his twitter handle is the shamdu t h e s h a m d o o okay he's he's a little kid with thirty thousand twitter followers he's a kid he's a good kid um he, he's actually pretty funny too i like his pin tweet one dm can change your life and that's why i don't respond to any <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good yeah um so yeah it's 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 fucking crazy out there right now it's it's absurd uh, uh did you listen but thinking of all these people that are just so fucking accomplished at their age i, I was just listening to sbf on the invest like the best podcast the guy who's going to be like the richest man in the world dude's 29 Mm. absolutely insane did you listen to that no uh, and i didn't which podcast sorry invest like the best patrick mm. o'shaughnessy's mm -mm. Mm -mm. you know who sbf is though the guy who runs the ftx exchange oh you know what i i yeah i do he i think he's a philanthropist too right yeah yeah because i know i'm pretty sure it's the same guy he's here in chicago with someone i know who's and he's he's given a lot of money to the city yeah, that he talked about that a decent amount on that podcast too. Of just like, uh, I think he the phrase he used was like effective altruism. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that that movement's been around for a while. That guy who started it was on Sam Harris like fucking ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. I listen. I I, I get Sam Harris's podcast. Uh, and was it? Or am I mixing up two guys? He had one about contemplating death. The other day it was like a 14-minute podcast. I listened to it just randomly in between like fantasy and NFT podcasts. I was like, holy shit, man, this one, this one's hit me hard. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. And then if you don't pay for it, then it's short. So that would make sense that it's 14 minutes. Yeah, he wants he's trying to lure me in to find more of his thoughts about death. But to answer your question, I'm well, I'm older than you, but even still, like we didn't have a chance to do that shit. It's a lot easier now, right? With Twitter, YouTube, crypto, uh, fucking, you know, so many game, poker. Yeah. You know, back, you know, poker wasn't, uh, you know, obviously I did it, but those things didn't exist forever. 
Like, what, how are you going to make money in the fucking 80s, 70s, 90s when you're fucking 16? Yeah, you got to scale your lemonade stand business. <laughs> Which is illegal. <laughs> right? The cops could arrest you for not having a permit. Yeah, I, I get it. That is, that is an interesting thing. They clearly have the the avenue and the tools and the resources to to succeed but you also still have to assume that these kids like i i don't even think I, there's no chance that i'm fucking doing even if i was 16 right now in this age there's no chance that i'm you know spinning up million dollar dows you know where you could have the literal wild wild west like fucking prospecting or starting a saloon or a whorehouse <laughs> I wish you had your poker side over your shoulder for that take. <laughs> it's true though. When it's the Wild West, there's money to be made. Yeah. Uh, then, I was just gonna say we got we got Travis in the chat. He wanted to stop by and say thank you oh, again yeah. for the kind words. I assume about your NBA DFS power rankings. Yeah, that was high uh, high compliment. I mean, technically, I have Evil Empire and then a big drop and then those two guys, but I didn't want to. I I was dying laughing at uh, your tweet that uh, you, when you quote retweeted uh, Bales' tweet, and then asked, (laughs) Jess is okay? And then he just replied, I've never heard of him. That was a good bit. Bales Bales liked his tweet, but not mine. What the fuck, Bales? Really? Yeah, that was funny. That uh, what what did you think of that whole exchange? I assume you you saw that all. Uh, yeah, I've I've uh, looked at it a little bit, but then someone said they're still going at it in the chat here. So I need to, I guess I need to. Uh, maybe we should bring it up. I I love this shit. <laughs> Jeez, I never thought someone named Miss Kristen would comment on one of my shows. Pete and Brick start a whorehouse in Reno as a bet. <laughs> not anymore. It's all regulated and shit. I'm not in that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's something far less cool about uh two thirty something year old guys. Trying. Right. Yeah. We're not 16 and 29 or whatever. You kids can have your crypto. We're starting an old fashioned whorehouse. <laughs> Making money the old way. Can yeah. I pay in crypto? Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 That that's what will make it uh revolutionary. Um, yeah, we could, uh, yeah, I haven't seen the latest developments. Basically, there's been a kind of like longstanding, obviously Hermsmeyer, very anti-crypto, has beat that drum for many years. Bales, obviously, very pro-crypto, has beat that drum. And it seems like the tensions just kind of boiled over uh, recently. Uh, or, uh, Bales responded to one of Hermsmeyer's tweets and just kind of laid it out and said, hey, you've been very condescending about this. Uh, over the years and you're clearly not adjusting your priors and then <laughs> Bales uh, then had another tweet today where he just uh, went all in on calling uh, Hermsmeyer a charlatan so uh, I haven't seen anything in the past hour I haven't been on Twitter but it sounds like they're still going what so charlatan is in like he gives out betting advice and stuff but he's not real better it's kind of what I got out of it yeah that's is been that another right? they have a few different kind of layers to the beef but one of those being like the skin in the game thing has been a point of contention because he's 538 right yeah and they so they have all these models and stuff yeah but they're not great right yeah well and i mean so Hermsmeyer 
you know, a couple of the things he's known for in the fantasy community is first off the air yards by low model, which has been proven to have a, a very high R, you know, it is, it's been a solid model. I think now really good projections like bake in to those things, like what's the opportunity and usage that can point to, you know, a player who might be undervalued. But I, I think the air yards have been good. And then he also was in the limelight for the defenses don't matter. And that's really where a lot of the skin in the game takes came from because a lot of the gamblers and DFS players were like, no, this is stuff we factor into our decisions when we're building lineups and we put our money where our mouth is with this. And you're saying defenses don't matter, but you're not actually have any skin in the game with this take. Hmm. Uh, So I think those were a couple of the older things. And then there's all of the Bitcoin uh, stuff where he, Hermsmeyer just always tells people to sell, says crypto is a scam. <laughs> it's a house of cards, yada, yada. And so, but this has been going for years as, as Bitcoin <laughs> continues to go up and up and up. And Peter up. Schiff. Right. He's the uh, Peter Schiff of the uh, sports fantasy gambling world. Yeah. The the best thing, my favorite subplot about, I don't, I don't follow the Peter Schiff stuff super closely, but I love that his son is now like a huge Bitcoin bro and like goes to the conferences and like everyone like oh, yeah. takes pictures with Peter Schiff's son. Spencer, I follow. <laughs> Spencer. Dude, he's follow Spencer. My it's God. great. Yeah, it's a good it's a good bet. That's yeah, you, you know Peter Schiff, he's he he knows he's good at the content game too. Yeah. I think at this point he probably has like you know 10 million in Bitcoin. He's just he's just trolling. He's just trolling. That, that's the thing, too, I think people probably uh, don't realize about Hermsmeyer enough is um, he's trolling. <laughs> he's a big-time troll. You can even go uh, go read some of the exchanges that Hermsmeyer had with Davis today uh, on Twitter. Hermsmeyer knows he's riling people up. Uh, he when, when he gets that notification that Bales put him on blast, he's sitting there rubbing his hands together. He loves it. So, I don't uh, think I follow him. Really? He's he's a gig all I can remember is he's a gigantic lib, I think. Right? No. Maybe I have him wrong next time. I I no, yeah. He he's not I mean he's I, I wouldn't I wouldn't cat- categorize him as that. That wouldn't be my first way mm-hmm. to uh to bucket him. That's um, how I bucket everyone. Here we go. Duarte all back right. in the game. Toad's back in play. <laughs> Toad's back. We're not trying to min cash, we're trying to win a fucking toad. <laughs> You're trying to cash. Trying to win a fucking code. <laughs> I was trying to be okay with my 23 points here. Um, oh, my Joel Embiid plays looking nice too. Here. What 25 oh, points? Oh, I got him too. Yeah, in the first quarter. Maybe I should try to find my uh, my toads lineup. I think I'm in a toad, dude. I'm uh, sweating an actual contest. <laughs> no way, dude. You how, how, when you sort by top prize, what comes up? Like, just it you're says- an idiot. <laughs> it does say you're an idiot for first place. No way. No way. Look who's in first right now. Are you fucking kidding me? Who's in first? I'm not looking. Oh, fucking shit. Cedo. <laughs> Did I tell you when he. um Cedo's going to win a toad. <laughs> <laughs> when he. Oh, man, I don't want to tell the story because I don't want him to block me. <laughs> no. Yeah, that, come on, Brian. We don't censor ourselves on this show. <laughs> when I won uh, that seat to the whatever MLB championship, yeah. he DMs me, boy, I'd like to get two home runs in the top of the ninth. 
win the C to the championship. Like I'm you like, just saying, I'm like, like, I'm like Brian, Chris, I'm I'm driving, dude. I don't even know what you're talking about. He's like, oh, well, you got lucky and won a seat. <laughs> dude, has has the Crypto Ragers project sold out yet? Uh, I don't know, but I still, still got one of those. I'm gonna get one of those fucking Rangers. It, I think you have plenty of time. You have plenty of time to still get one of these. You know, I caught your show yesterday for briefly, and it didn't seem like um, everyone was bullish on the Coinbase marketplace. NFT marketplace. Mm. Well, anyway, maybe it was just Andy. I was kind of busy, so I, I didn't watch a ton of it. I think I think it's definitely going to be like like I it's, it's easy for me. Like yeah, yeah. just like DraftKings. Oh. You know? oh, I think I think it's going to be huge uh, as far oh, okay. as on onboarding. I mean, their their wait list already is just absolutely massive. Um, I, I must have missed what you were saying. Yeah. Okay, I've, where am I at here? Oh man, my lineup's garbage. Ugh, no toad for me. Pay PayPal money. You don't. I hope this is a rhetorical question. Is a Chris Randone led NFT hey. project based off of Power Rangers a scam? That's my guy, and I'm buying one. <laughs> Not financial advice. <laughs> um. I. Oh wow. I think they have a white paper up on their uh, their website. Oh my god. This is incredible. I'm going to have to check out the roadmap sometime. The Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. White paper, the Ranger roadmap. Where there's nothing in this. I think I got rugged on the roadmap. I'm clicking utility. All right, here we go. One main area of focus is for crypto rangers to establish innovative ways to reward collectors, and one way is our Ranger Rewards program. <laughs> It sounds like something I did at national parks when I was a kid. Uh, we've begun the process of establishing brand partnerships where collectors have perks and exclusive discounts to the companies we partnered with. We're also in the works of creating tokens for our collectors where they will be able to be used as a currency to pay for things within our partnerships. This takes top tier technology, diligent networking, strong social presence in our community to revolutionize this NFT initiative. I'm sold, Brian. It sounds like you're already sold. Oh, yeah, I was sold. Day I found uh, the day I got the bad news, you know, he apologized first day, but I was still sold. Uh, to all other NFT projects, I normally charge uh, one Ethereum for this kind of promotion uh, on the show, but we are such big fans of the Crypto Rangers that we did that for free. It's true. You've probably given him more pub ever, you know, even though he's blocked you. Yeah, Jake said, I, I don't know why he wouldn't unblock me. I mean, if he unblocks me, I'll, I'll promote it more. What would you buy a range a crypto ranger if he unblocks you? How much how much are they going for? I, I don't know, see. chat. All right. Let me see how much these are on OpenSea. And you have to keep it for six months. The okay, so it's a 0.054 floor on OpenSea. So that's about $224. I would not pay $224 uh to get unblocked there. Uh, if we can get down to I will I will buy I will buy at 0.01 to be unblocked. 
but only if if I get a assurance that I'll be unblocked. Osidom's uh, PMR is not looking too great here, though. Ooh. To hold up, he blew his toad early. Yeah, blew his toad early. Lick the toad. What's a good PMR right now? Well, whatever. A lot of points <laughs> and a lot of PMR. You don't really know yet. Dude, I'm fucking killing the game. I have 304 PMR right now. Oh, that's fucking really good. Let's Dude, see I think I'm going to toad, man. Brian, if you, if you win the toad, will you change your profile picture to the toad? Look who's number five. No, I'm not going to change my profile. Dude, if you win the toad, you got to change your profile. Who gives picture. a fuck about a stupid toad? Dude, it's a fucking toad that you won. You have to change it to a toad. I don't know. No, Brian, here's the deal. I'll Photoshop yeah. the toad onto <laughs> your head. That'll do. Ducking, and then you change it to that. That'll do. Okay. The White Panther with the toad on it. <laughs> Look at some of the names in this. Number five is Chipotle Addict. Chipotle Addict. Number seven, Whistles. the Whistles Go. We got ninth, we got uh, DeColtz. Yeah, our buddy Steve's ninth. Oh, Who else God. we got on here? Steve, Steve, he wouldn't even buy. No, no, I got him to buy some Bitcoin. Why is got, Steve in this contest? I, that's that makes no sense. This he, didn't, um, he was he was crypto skeptical last year, and I got him to buy some. By the way, Steve, how much money did I make you? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then you got McLovin in here. Uh, that fucking snake. The snake is trying to win a toad. McLovin uh, didn't respond, by the way, to to uh, to chess. So. I heard he was going to take the high toad with kind of all oh this. Oh my stuff. god! <laughs> what we? I, I did want to talk. Like, what kind of feedback? What kind of DMs and and messages did you get uh, from from the show last week? Um. Um. Uh, a lot of people were skeptical of the man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've seen myth top. A bunch of times he definitely won like three mil at least i know that he won a millie maker and then he won the nba championship one year nfl championship i don't remember which one it was um and i figure if he was donking that off people would have known if you donk off five million or something so i don't know to me it didn't doesn't make a ton of sense and i think the um the teaching thing, like maybe he's just uh, touting his site that his VC invested in. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that – I mean, the you know, there was a ton of chatter in the Deposit Kingdom Discord and the Lulz channel. Like a lot of it kind of centering around this idea of, you know, if, if you're such hot shit and, and so successful, why why aren't you still playing? Why, why are you coaching? I mean, a lot of times people view touting as a way of like, oh, you're not good enough to make enough of a living playing. And so you supplement your income, you know, with this. So that was kind of the crux of the issue. If I think, you know, I thought his answer to like why he isn't of, of this idea of having, uh, you know, by his process, his admission was he was spending 80 hours a week doing this. He has relatively capped upside. He admitted that the games were getting tougher, like that stuff checked out. But for me, but it did seem like there was also still a lot of, like you said, skepticism about like his success and if he was dusted or not. Yeah, definitely bad blood between him and Ricky D. Yes. Uh, what else did we find out? 
I didn't get I didn't get to listen to him on Blender. Did you well, I listened to it? I listened what, to it. That was what, pretty interesting. What were the what were the kind of the the cliff notes from that? Uh, Blender was trying to Blender, right? So he was talking his strategy, and Chess was disagreeing with almost everything he was saying. And then he said he had some good lines in there. He's like, "You wouldn't be a good student." <laughs> <laughs> Blender had like uh, he had this like uh, I don't know I think he he wanted his approval but he also wanted to he wanted to think he was right so one of their big arguments they wasted way too much time on it in my opinion uh, was uh, so Blender doesn't want to go up in stakes and then Petty Theft ripped on him on this too they did a pod he doesn't want to go up in stakes because he doesn't want he doesn't want to swing so much he doesn't he hates swinging. And so they go, well, it's costing you EV. And so the the main argument was if you could enter the slant or the millimaker, chess says you should enter the slant. I'm sorry, excuse me, the millimaker, and Blender enters the slant. And chess said, I think, that you'll swing less and make more. So I think that's wrong. How could you how could you swing less? Because the, the slant, slant the melee. Because there's a lot better players in the slant. Okay. So your I mean, edge is a lot higher. I mean, I'm assuming this is what is. I mean, the ownership has to be way more efficient in the slant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slant's harder for sure. Um, you know who? I totally forgot about this, by the way. You know, Nelson Edcock's done some studies yeah. on this stuff. He could. I'm sure he can easily do one to fit they should someone should tweet at him say uh, you, know, you know what uh nelson's twitter avatar is brian uh uh, uh crypto ranger it's a fucking toad man he's got a toad he's got a toad he didn't even have to win some stupid DraftKings contest to get it either <laughs> uh speaking of DraftKings contest not stupid DraftKings contest i do have the uh the week seven rake free uh, deposit kingdom contest on DraftKings $10. I have it in the discord right now. Links down below. I'll get it in the show notes after if I remember, but the best place to get it right now is in the discord rake free $10. It will fill by Friday night or Saturday morning. So if you're trying to hop in a good contest, this is one for you. Although I will say the ownership is incredibly sharp, uh, in that DK, uh, contest, but it's rake free. So it's probably a, probably a wash. Are you going to invite uh, Frisco Josh? Oh, I have done. So I did um, a head-to-head against Frisco Josh. Uh, what was it, two years ago? It was the season before COVID. But he doesn't have a DraftKings account, so he put his team on uh, a mutual friend, Josh ADHD's uh, DraftKings account. So I have played Josh, Frisco Josh, in a head-to-head uh, GPP that I challenged him to, and uh, I did win barely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he doesn't need, he doesn't have a, his own DraftKings account. Mm. So you platformed a known char- charlatan? Platformed, dude. I mean, I just Brian, you know me. I'm a, I'm a plus EV grinder. I hear someone you know wants to <laughs> who doesn't play DFS wants to play against me. You know, we got to take that action. That was actually back when I was a really bad DFS player too. So I got lucky to squeak that one out. Um, but yeah, I, I, there, the, the other, yeah, I, there was lots of feedback. It, it seemed like 
in general, people enjoyed the drama and kind of putting people on blast. Uh, there were other people who thought he came across at, didn't come across well in that and looked very petty, uh, not Travis Petty, but petty in his uh, actions on there. But what, what was your final takeaway now that you've had a, a week to digest it? Um, I, I don't know. I thought he was fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought he was fine. The uh, the Blender interview, I could see where people, but like, I mean, he like he's like, no, this you're wrong. <laughs> then, like, what do you want him to do? I know people are commenting in the in the chat about his smirking or whatever. It's like, he's like, yeah, but if you tell someone, you know, this is how it is, and then ten times over, and then they go, no, 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 and you're like, all right, you know, you smirk and look to the side. I guess I don't know. I know. And I think sometimes too, we, we like, it's like, you can't win, right? Like whistles comes on the show and we thought he was being too withholding and too cagey. No, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> okay. So here, here's a good example. Yeah. yeah that's perfect. Perfect example. So chess was at least like answering questions. That, and, that's the point I was just about to make. Yeah. yeah. But you, but you said he was coming off as like, not answering questions, uh, whistles go woo. That's yeah. I don't. That's not how he came off to me. He came off to me like it was like an ESPN interview, and he just got you know, it was halftime. You know, just gonna you know, just gonna play the game. All right, I'll see that's you later. What I mean. They're not actually giving anything substantial. Yeah, he he didn't give anything substantial, but he also thought we were doing like a DraftKings fucking interview or something. And it's like talk to me like a human being. I don't know. That's the that, that's how I got out of it. So like. There is, too, a different dynamic, like we mentioned it. Uh, of all our guests that we've had on the show, I mean, uh, Whistles was the only one that we actively pursued. So we found his email. We asked him multiple times. He came on here basically as a favor for us requesting. Other guests that we've had on the show, like Chess, like Ricky D, Big T, people reach out to us and want to come on here and talk. So there is, like, a difference. You know, it would make more sense that Chess is willing to be forthcoming versus it wasn't like whistles like get me on your show to like spout off all this stuff that's fair enough that's fair enough i i i take back slightly <laughs> what i said he's like that in every fucking interview though so what did what did chess say he was like i didn't know if he was drunk or someone else was playing his account <laughs> yeah that's uh i i do i do think in general though it's it's fun it's like it's it's good, I think, for the DFS ecosystem. I mean, the thing we always say is, and we've talked about how we thought DraftKings could do a better job with some of their live finals and kind of fleshing out the storylines, trying to like build some drama and backstory. Like you you have to do some narrative storytelling to make people invested in these players and getting this stuff with chess is okay or Ricky D or whatever. Like it's fun. It's good to get to know these guys and know how they actually feel and think and turn them Mm -hmm. into characters that aren't just avatars. Totally agree. Totally agree. Like we've, when we talk about how we would like to see things done, you know, like, or if we were doing it, that's definitely true. Like, I mean, we've done more to like give actual character to player names than DraftKings or FanDuel has done in five years. You know, I mean, honestly, like, who do you know? Like, they never have anything interesting. There's no challenges or. Yeah, I mean, and I guess the question would be, because my first take would be like, yeah, why isn't DraftKings doing kind of long form interviews with their players? On the flip side, would we even watch those or would they be kind of stale softball type questions, right? Like, 
you're you're not going to ask chess is okay on a DraftKings stream <laughs> what what he thinks about all the players that have him go bang bang down the line like they're not going to do that kind of interview and and yet like poker people still talk about Mike Manisau, Phil Helmuth, right? Daniel Negreanu. Brunson doesn't play anymore, but if he did, people like, holy shit, he's playing, you know, 20, 30 years later. Right. You know, or no one gives a fuck about Kandia. And think about that. Like the way ESPN would do the World Series of Poker or those contests, and you'd have the featured table. And I would get excited when I knew Phil Helmuth or Negreanu were at one of those tables. And not even because I, like cared about their play because they had built them out as characters. I know they were chatterboxes. I knew right. Helmuth was a hothead. I knew Negron who tried to do these soul reads. And that was fun to me. It's like now imagine a live final with a bunch of avatar names that I don't know. And then you tell me chess is okay. Is that the live final table? Like I want to watch that. Like I know this guy yes. is going to say some crazy shit. He's going to be smirking. People are going to think he's a, like, now we have drama. Now I want to watch that. Yes. Yeah. Like if we live stream from our phones at one of those events, we can make it fun. Like we could get, we go and like, okay, you know, he's over there. He's right over there. Why don't you go say something? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll continue to put that uh, open invite. If you are uh, a big DFS reg and uh, you want to come on here and, uh, and, and share your story, your, uh, I, it, it, you can tell even like Travis, uh, who I know went on blenders pod recently, like, these guys have lots of takes. They have lots of thoughts on this stuff. The question is, do they want to come on and uh, and go bang bang and uh, say everything they think, or you know, do they want to stay kind of in the shadows a bit? Yeah, and both are reasonable. Yeah, choices. I'm uh I'm having Osimo on my GPP show on Friday, so mm. we'll see if I can get some uh, Osimo uh, takes on uh, the, the DFS gossip these days. Oh, I'm sure he'll say something. Me and him were going to do a show. I never tell you that? No. We were going to do a show, and um, it just didn't work out. Like, it, it would have been, it like, I don't think everyone at his company wanted to do it or something like that, but it was going to be more like bullshitting about DFS and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, probably on his network, I don't remember, but yeah, we never did. Could have been interesting. I bet you'll get like four thousand views probably for your Friday show. You get a decent amount for that. Uh, yeah, no people. I, I'm excited to have Osimo on. Um, yeah, I, I mean the feedback on your show last week was very well received. The the only thing that's a bummer is we didn't get to do the uh, the magic trick with the Sims because so much changed. Yeah, uh, yeah. by the time you you ran them versus uh later but um no i friday morning's pretty tough it, it it is tough and it's like you know i i know osimo does on the contrary i believe are they doing that on saturdays now saturday yeah yeah saturday i mean oh, shit. oh yeah i'm next next saturday i'm back on there yeah i mean that's why like when i do my showdown crams on um a in thursday nights like I do them at 7:30 after inactives are in. We have all the updated projections, the updated sims. Like you can give the most valuable information possible. Where it's like most non-evergreen DFS content is worthless if you're not doing it after inactives have come in. You know, there's there's just too much. Like one projection change of a guy's you know median projection shifting three points can adjust the entire sim. For that entire slate you know mm-hmm. so 
it's it is tough and that's why i try on friday everyone wants to talk about the plays they want to talk about that stuff but it's like i try to skew it as evergreen as possible so you can listen throughout the week or you can go back and listen to the show with brian and you can get some really valuable takeaways of how to think about gpps and that and that's my goal because like going back and being like oh wow uh nick chubb is out and now kareem hunt like no one gives a shit about that anymore definitely Jake, Jake has a good suggestion for Friday for you there. Ask Awful Mo questions only about the evil empire. I, I will see. I actually was kind of worried that Osmo might actually cancel the guest appearance now that Ben the Better has fired shots at him. Yeah, well, there's, there's competition, you know? You don't, you don't, if he wants to stay number one, he <laughs> might not be able to make a show. Hey, change the change pace really quick. Yeah. The, uh, uh, the KB um, Polk interview, David Polk, and he's talked about this a few times on his on his podcast about how his over the years his average viewership age goes up and it never gets any younger. And it's like you know they they talk about it. It seems pretty obvious to me that it was Black Friday, obviously, and you know just it's not nearly as popular as when we were young. And so like just guys aren't doing it. And so it's interesting since your channel is so much bigger than mine, what your age ranges are and stuff like that too, because I, I think there's a chance you never know, but like, I mean, it's unlikely, but like, I think there's a chance that that could happen just with sports kind of, right. We're still in this new generation, right. Where the like homogenous culture is kind of polarized a little bit or changed. Yeah. From like how we grew up the same way someone in the seventies grew up. We've talked about this before. And and like maybe this like they like sports is just like on the back burner, you know? So no sports betting, no DFS. Yeah. I also think a hard thing to untangle from that though is just that people kind of grow up with that content. You know, there's a certain kind of poker fan that like has grown up with Doug Polk's content and that resonates with them and you know, where Doug Polk isn't necessarily maybe going to be as relatable to some 18 year old who's, who's just starting out or whatever. I I know this girl who is a very, very successful, like lifestyle blogger. And she started her brand when she was in college and now she's a mom and her audience, like she's not marketing to college kids anymore. She's Mm -hmm. now a mom blogger you know and she's talking about stuff for kids and clothes and all of that and it's like her audience has grown up with her and that's her audience it's not like well i'm still trying to like talk about fashion for college kids like that that audience doesn't care about her anymore and i I, it's probably not quite as transferable to dfs because it's less you know age and and life specific but i do think there is that element of like who you relate to i mean you look at my demographics and i'm probably like in the smack dab the middle of like most of my audience is 25 to 40 year olds. You know, it's like, it, I think people do resonate like in those pockets a, a decent amount. 25 is pretty young. He was saying like, like 28 is pretty rare for him or something like that. Well, we, we did that experiment in the chat. Uh, was it a, about a month oh, ago? That's in the right. show? Yeah. There were a lot of young kids that, or at least if they were, weren't lying that said they watched the show. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And and my, 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 like, you know, one in a million, maybe not one in a million, one in a hundred thousand chance that this just all kind of isn't as popular. 
it doesn't necessarily have to happen for a while, you know, maybe like the next generation. Yeah. Paul, Paul's asking, you know, this question and I've seen this floated a lot, just kind of with, you know, everyone, I feel like we've been saying sports betting is coming for like three years. That's been a talking point, but he asked how much longer do you think DFS will be around once the majority of States allow sports betting? And I'm sure this is something you have contemplated a lot where, what's your current take on it? It's pretty much the same. I've always had, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with sports betting. I don't think it's going to hurt DFS that much. I know most people I think disagree with that. I just think it's a different form of entertainment, although similar. Um, like maybe they'll, but you know, I like okay, so they they'll burn up some money in the sports book, like players you could beat, likely beat. But like you know, there's going to be sports betters who are going to burn money in the in DFS too. But they're just two different forms of entertainment. I think there's enough money to go around. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about it at all, and I'm not really worried about. Um, that DK is only focusing on sports betting, you know, this kind of trope where they're just going to focus on sports betting and phase out DFS or they don't care about us or something like that. It's like, why would Walmart, you know, phase out a section of their store? Like, even if we just brought in broke even and bet sports or something, they'd still keep it around. But I I bet it makes money. Like they don't have to focus on it anymore because they're regulated. Once they're moted off by the state helps them mode off competition, they don't have to concentrate. They don't have to give us bonuses. So, like, when the guys are on Twitter saying, hey, the DK customer support's bad now, it's like, yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> don't bring attention to yourself. Like, they don't care anymore. Like, they don't they, – they, the state has put them number one with very little competition and very little competition in the future. They don't need to buy your love anymore. Right. Yeah, and then I think the question is, can you survive, can the industry survive on that kind of cruise control mode, you know, versus in a perfect world, right? You'd want them very attentive, adapting the games. We talk, we joke all the time. We want an assistant to the regional captain. You know, if if drafting's primary, primary focus was DFS, we'd probably have more interesting game types. We'd probably have really good super flex contests on DraftKings where we could play two QBs. We'd have an assistant captain on showdown. We'd probably get these things. So that's the question to me is like, how sustainable is it in cruise control without innovation? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you, if you have a whole bunch of competition for, I don't know, like a mechanic or something around the town here, it's like, you could go shop and like, tell them what you want specifically. They might change or like a store, like a, like a small grocery store versus Walmart. You know what I mean? The small grocery store might be like, oh, we'll order that for you. You know, we'll put that, we'll stock that. Where Walmart's going to be like, no, this is Walmart, dude. You buy it or get the fuck out. Yeah. You know, they don't care. They, 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 don't, they don't have as much incentive anymore. How about that? that that's basically the They don't have as much incentive to, to cater to us as VIPs. And by the way, I'm not saying like, you know, complain all you want. I'm just saying like, I do think there's a chance, like I said, that they're going to start banning us. Yeah. The winning players. And I don't think it's going to do as much good as they think it will, unless you ban a whole shit ton of them and really flatten the curve. But even there, the, uh, the shape of like just skill games is, you know, like the Pareto principle. It's just like a goes basically straight up when you get up to the, you know, the people producing all the outcomes. And so unless you get rid of all of them, but then even that will probably in in due time 
just go right back to the, the shape like that. It'll be good for you till you get banned. And then that'll cause all sorts of problems too. Cause then like, I was thinking about this earlier, like someone should buy Ben the Better's account and just, and just get like, you know, 300 grand down taking every single, every single person against them that for, would be, that would be incredible for as long as you can until people would figure it out and it'd take them a while, but they'd figure it out. They always do. Imagine a marketplace for square sports betting accounts. So if they start banning everybody, that's what yeah. happens. Yeah, it's I guarantee I guarantee it. They will. Uh, it'll be like Spanky and Rufus in sports betting. People, your 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 shitty square account will become valuable, and then they're gonna and then they're gonna start using them. There you go. So here's the spin zone. If you're a shitty sports better, hold out hope that one day that account will become very valuable because you're <laughs> so bad at betting sports that you can cash out on it. So watching all this content of Pete's yeah. and Ryan didn't do anything for you. Well, you guys still got shot. Yeah. You, you still have that Hail Mary. What's your long-term goal? Uh, being a shitty enough sports better that I can sell it <laughs> to Spakey for a hundred thousand dollars. Well, if I don't think this toad, uh, <laughs> How we look at how who's it? Which one of our friends is winning a toad right now? Let's see. C The PMR though, the PMR is not gonna hold up. Oh, Chipotle attic. All right, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good, dude. I I mean, tell me right now, Mister Robot, two thirty five PMR. What's a good point total to have? Well, you probably have more than me. I have one ten point five. How many you got? Yikes. 142.25. Oh, you're kicking my ass. I think I'm in a toad. You're not getting that fucking toad. Dude, I, dude how <laughs> tilted will you be if I get this toad? I want you to win it. <laughs> I want you to win it. Thank you. I, I want you to win it too. I want because I want one of us to win it because I get to make a Photoshop that you have to change to your profile picture. <laughs> yeah, I know. My, I'll only, do it. my only question is if I want your head to be the toad or if I want you to be dunking the toad. That's kind of really the only oh, wow. decision point I have now. I didn't even think about that. See, this is why you're the best. That's a very creative, yeah. Um, all right, guys. Thank you, as always, for tuning in uh, to Lowell's, uh A Hangover episode after last week's absolute heater. Uh, we do have hoodies up in the store if you want your Lowell's hoodie. I, I saw a couple of those get ordered last week. They're very comfy. Uh, Brian, we'll get the audio up on the podcast feed in about an hour or so. Anything else you'd like to plug? Uh, I did some prop bets. If you want to check them out, I did ownership for PGA, but the, it already it already started. It's a nighttime PGA <laughs> Wow, that's it. Uh, I don't, that's it. Uh, subscribe to the podcast if you guys can. We have um, we were like ranked like thirtieth after the the chess pod. Yeah. So even if you don't listen to it, just subscribe to it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Who's that um, ranking? Yeah, also hop, hop in the Discord if you haven't. We got the Lulz, uh channel in the Deposit Kingdom. Like I said, that's where you can also find the link to the Rake Free contest on DraftKings. And uh, it's the it's the gossip uh, corner for uh, everything discussed on Lulz. The Lots of good conversation in there as well today. So file, follow Brian on Twitter at Brian Hooper, double underscore. I'm Peter Overzet. We will see you guys next week.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.